Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Light Reading Podcast, the Notebook Dump Edition. Congratulations, you made it all the way to the end of 2022, because I think we're not going to do another one of these for the entire year, which sounds like, you know, like, like a very fine, it has some finality to that declaration, but uh, don't worry, we'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks, but we're taking some uh, break for the holidays, uh, but not just yet. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm the editor here at Light Reading. Uh, hey, I'm Jeff Baumgartner, senior editor at Light Reading. Mike Dano, uh, editor here too. Kelsey Zeiser, senior editor at Light Reading. Nicole Ferraro, also an editor Very here. Very good. Um, Kelsey, I guess we should start with you since you are A, on the road, and B, have a plane to catch. Yeah, uh, I'm in Viva. What the heck have you been up to this week? Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, you know, just in Vegas, getting cool hats. Do you guys like it? Nice. <laughs> for, for everybody listening, Kelsey has a hat that says Kelsey on it. Yeah. yeah. That's what it, all it is, which so is awesome. I, yeah. I don't want to forget who I am. And I don't want you to forget who I am either. I thought that was another thing they were requiring at airport security, but go on. <laughs> who are you? Uh, yeah, so I'm here at the uh, Palo Alto Ignite 22 event. Um, it's been packed. I think they had like 3,000 attendees. And then uh, Hassan Minaj, I think that's correct. The comedian uh, with The Daily Show, he was the MC, So that was pretty fun. Um but they've just been talking about uh, some updates to uh, their different security products, uh, talking a lot about um, a proactive versus a reactive approach to security, which I think makes sense. <laughs> it's better to, you know, try and thwart the attack on the front end. Um, there was also a, a women in tech luncheon, which was really good to hear from uh, Wendy Whitman with Palo Alto, but also um, Lindsay with AT&T. And they were talking about relationship equity. So I'll have something, up, um, uh, article on that coming soon as well. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been a really full, busy week. Excellent. Yeah. The uh, Palo Alto is kind of, uh, they're kind of de facto a lot of the security industry in the telecom space. I mean, they're an awfully big company and they have tons of customers and partners. So I imagine you got a pretty good cross section of. Yeah, they, um, yeah, AT&T was in the exhibit hall. Uh, Google Cloud was here, AWS. Um, they were also talking about their Prisma Cloud suite, which is integrating with cloud providers to um, ensure security to cloud applications. So we got to see some demos of that. Also a demo of uh, Prisma Access, which is their um, SASE application. Um, and then, you know, I got to hear all the um, security acronyms like SIM and SOC and not the kind you put on your feet. <laughs> right. And you'll be explaining these at some point uh, yes. in podcast or future articles. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So as I understand it, the SIM is um, a way, you know, for like the past 20 years, um, it, it hasn't really been updated much, but it's a way to um, aggregate all the threats and, and analyze them. But it can be really complicated to um, go through that number of threats. So they were talking about, automating that process using um, machine learning to, you know, reduce thousands of 
threats down to, um, I think, around 150. And then from there, reduce it further to the point where you have like eight um, manual threats that a SOC analyst would need to review. And SOC is a security operations center. Um, but I'm sure they have cool socks on their feet, too. <laughs> I guess you have to. Go with your hat. Yeah. Sort of a marketing exactly. gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Do you yeah. think there are sock analysts for actual the actual sock industry, the fabric one? Because that would be cool, and I might be quitting this job to go do that. That would be exciting. <laughs> be yeah. Very focused. Nicole Ferraro, yeah. sock analyst. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Link to I it. Mean, yeah, sure. I that do like socks. Really, yeah, that sounds really <laughs> relaxing. I'll be like, mm, sorry to interrupt. I got really enough. excited about that. No, you have talking socks. I get it. We, uh, you know, we all have our uh, our booty socks. Sad exactly. or trend? Yeah. Yes. I know. <laughs> These are not the kinds of things we'll be covering next year, but um, yeah. but it's very good for this podcast. Um, speaking of Nicole, shall we? Uh, sure. Shall we find yeah. out what's in your notebook this week? Why not? Why not? Um, I thought I would uh, end the year. Um, by sitting through a uh, nearly four-hour congressional hearing on broadband, uh, a little celebration I planned for myself. Right. Um, so Inside just, I wrote about that. Behind you. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, I wrote about some takeaways from that this week. So if anyone's wondering um, what our federal government might be looking at or getting up to with regard to the broadband space uh, in the coming year, um, there are a few things. Number one, um, the Affordable Connectivity Program, which we've mentioned before, needs money if it's going to continue. So there may be some effort to get that funded again. Uh, right now it's projected to run out in like 2025. And, uh, you know, there's roughly 15 million households relying on it currently, um, as well as a lot of ISPs that are enjoying that subsidy. So I think we're going to be seeing some extra pressure coming next year from advocacy groups and um, the ISPs to get some more money for that. But it remains to be seen in a divided Congress. The other sort of bigger issue uh, with regard to future network funding is that there's a lawsuit with the Fifth Circuit questioning the constitutionality of the Universal Service Fund, which, you know, could potentially blow up the entire industry. But we'll deal with that uh, as it comes. Um, so people are very stressed about, about that. Um, we've touched upon uh, Gigi Sohn's nomination to the FCC as commissioner, which has yet to be confirmed. There's moderate hope that the Senate will do that before they go home uh, this year, but uh, it's nowhere to be seen as far as I can tell as of this recording. Um, but next year, the Senate is still in Democratic hands, so it's expected it'll get done. Um, the NTIA's rules for the BEAD program will continue to be scrutinized until the BEAD funding starts to roll out to the states. So we can see a lot of that come under scrutiny um, in congressional hearings next year and in advocacy efforts from the wireless industry that's still mad that it's being left out by uh, virtue of the NTIA not allowing um, unlicensed spectrum projects to receive funding through BEAD. Um, and then we have uh, just uh, ongoing issues around permitting, overbuilding, stuff that that's stuff that the industry is going to continue to bang on about while this funding is being deployed. And everyone is still mad about broadband maps. So the FCC released its broadband map um, last month, and everyone is, uh, you know, working on submitting their challenges. States are complaining that there are tens of thousands of locations missing um, and lots are complaining about it overstating coverage. So uh, we're 
basically right now the deadline is still January 13th for challenges to be submitted, but pretty much everyone's saying that's not enough time, especially given we're about to go into a couple holiday weeks here. Um, So we will see what happens if they extend that deadline. Um, That is sort of up to the FCC and NTIA to figure out if they can extend that deadline and still allow time for NTIA to take the finalized-ish map and turn it into bead allocations by June, as it said it would. Um, following Nicole, have oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, um, have you submitted your challenges? Yes, I think you said last. Yes, I did. Work on those. Yeah, I submitted my my specific challenge for my location where I live. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Following up on your uh, admonition from two podcasts ago, yeah. I am going to do the same over the uh, holiday break, and so by Excellent. first of next year, I should have. You know, I'll check out my neighborhood, my surrounding area, probably do one for my parents' uh, area as well, because we've run into problems getting them uh, kind of competitive broadband. So, um, yeah, so we'll see what they're what they're claiming, and then you know, uh, I'll see if there's any comments to be made or anything to be added. But I, I you know, everybody should do this. This is something that uh, uh, you know the government needs to know, and don't. And also, it's a good um, it's a good check against the industry's promotion of itself because the industry wants to convince everybody that it everybody gets up to something speed and 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 we know in a lot of cases if you're not getting fiber directly to the the house then those are just guesses based on what the equipment's capable of not necessarily what the network is delivering on a consistent basis so um you know and i think i think in general the service providers would agree that this is a uh, a healthy process too, because if they have to go in and improve their networks, then they get to help themselves to more funding. So uh, it's mm-hmm. not like I'm dissing anybody here, but everybody, please do uh, uh, try to participate if you if you possibly can. Mike refuses. I, I don't want to do that. He's Mike not doesn't have that. to do anything. He well, okay, good. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't want to do that. Well, Nicole, how hard was it? Was it difficult to go in there? You're just like you're wrong. No, the, it was how much detail did you have to give? Yeah. It was very easy. I mean, for the particular challenge that I submitted, it was easy because it was a challenge to say, uh, you're not listing my location as broadband serviceable. But if you're going to be challenging the actual, um, so that's a location challenge, then there's um, availability challenges with that has more to do with the service providers are claiming that might be, it's still easy to submit, but it then may get you, you know, uh, dealing with a service provider to respond to that challenge or to say, here's why you're wrong. And then uh, it, it might be just a little bit uh, more complicated of a process going down the line, but still worth doing Mike. <laughs> uh, <it's just laughs> this, uh, the submission. Is this like the <laughs> episode where I convinced everyone to vote? This is like a reality TV show where we get to have like, you know, like a producer conversation off mic where Nicole's like, I used to like Mike, but then he stopped caring about broadband and and, and he says he hates the troops. I had to reevaluate my uh, opinion of him. My my internet went out, so I I can't do it. Oh, okay. My internet went out. I do it if I could. That would be the I, best excuse ever. Uh, yeah. I guess those aren't humanitarian awards behind you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to help That's Americans right. get internet That's access. Right. No, desperately it's because can real Oh, okay. I'm secretly a communist, and I just don't want to do it. Oh, okay. Well, you should feel like everybody should do it. Well, in that case, you should be. What's going on? Maybe I should. I don't know. Whatever the one way I don't have to do that. That's the one. Maybe you're a dictator. Well, 
before Mike's <laughs> yeah, broadband <laughs> runs out, we should let him tell us what he's up oh, to. Yeah. This that's week. enough. Yeah. <laughs> what we should be looking for uh, as far as yeah. stuff he's either reported on or stuff that yeah. he has coming up. Yeah. So, right. I have stuff coming up. So, uh, as, uh, um, as, as Jeff well knows is that the big CES show happens, uh, next month and, and Jeff and I are scheduled to, uh, hop on a plane and head over there, uh, to warm and sunny Las Vegas. And for, for the, for anyone who's never been to CES, the trade show, it is, it is enormous. It is, uh, it's, it's almost unfathomable how, how big that show often can be. Um, it's almost twice the size of the Mobile World Congress uh, show that happens every year in Barcelona in our industry. Um, but this year, it looks like it's not going to be quite as big. Um, they're expecting, they've got a target goal of 10, uh, sorry, 100,000 attendees, um, which would be a dramatic increase from last year, but it's well off the, the biggest size prior to the pandemic of like 170,000 uh, people attending that show. Um, so it still should be pretty big, but, um, you know, I, I sort of asked around, uh, this week about, you know, who's going to go and what's going to happen. And it really doesn't look like there's going to be a whole lot, uh, of stuff happening in our industry. Um, AT&T will have a booth. Um, you know, Samsung will probably have a big presence there, but, uh, by and large, um, it does not look like a lot of our service provider people are going to, are going to be there in force, which is a little bit of a change. Uh, you know, Verizon kicked off its big, 5G um, launch in 2019 at CES, and T-Mobile had had hoped to make a big splash at the 2021 CES, but that sort of got nixed by COVID. And so, so Jeff and I are going to go. We'll see what's there, but expectations are pretty low for CES 2023. Yeah, I think from from my end, uh, pretty much agree. Like I tried to look through the agenda and the keynotes and try to see, hey, what's it? What's going to be germane to to us and uh yeah it's a little difficult to to find a lot of that i think uh i think zumo the the comcast charter joint venture that's going to make smart tvs and streaming devices and and so forth i i believe they're going to be there doing something as well as uh, xperi you know that that has tivo they're going to come out with their tvs i mean i think that piece of it we'll, we'll have a little bit but uh yeah we're, we don't have like comcast doing a keynote like they did you know many years ago to kind of outline yeah you know a bunch of stuff that that they're doing so uh, some of that's going to be muted i agree so that's going to be like trying to pick your spots i think and trying to get as much face to face with the companies that you do cover yeah. yeah, the one big announcement I know that's going to happen, if if you want to call it big, is uh, there's a company called Bullet that makes Android like uh, like heavy duty Android phones, and they're going to announce their phone that can connect to satellites. So mm. that's one thing that'll happen uh, next month. Yeah, I, I suspect we're going to get a lot more satellite to phone uh, activity happening in the next uh, you know year. Or so I think this will yeah. be a, that'll be a great way to kind of kick off that discussion. Yeah. Uh, so that sounds good. Now I'm glad you guys are covering CES. Uh, you know, keep in mind you're going there just days after Kelsey has left the place completely uh, trashed. So, you know, uh, just you know, just apologize to people that you run into, and you know, especially uh, uh, blackjack dealers and people in the bar and whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, Hopefully, she leaves us some money. Yeah, yeah. And Kelsey just dropped offline. She might be. Heading oh, to her flight. I think I'm back. Oh no, she's back. Can you hear me? She's back. Okay. 
Yeah, everybody froze for a second. And I was just like, I wasn't sure if it was hotel Wi-Fi or very interesting look on her face. Hilarious face. Of course she would of course she would freeze in a hilarious position. Oh no. No, you're fine. You're back. I like even better. <laughs> let's see. Let's just see how it goes before uh, before we all freeze and uh, can't move. Uh, Jeff, uh, what uh, you want to round out uh, what what you've been up to this week or what you have coming up? Yeah, um, yeah. We talked about CES already, but um, I think the the big thing this week was uh, Charter with their new CEO uh, Chris Winfrey did a uh, an investor meeting that, that covered. Uh, a ton of ground uh, to talk about uh, the company's plans and strategies and so forth under him. Now, I think from a high level standpoint, uh, there, there weren't like a lot of massive changes like, hey, we're going to go in this completely different direction. But they did kind of fine tune uh, some of the things that have been underway. And I think you know, one of the big uh, takeaways was the uh, – uh, the network evolution plan because um, we had already heard that they were kind of fixating on uh, like an architecture with virtual CMTS and remote Fi, which kind of matches up with what uh, Comcast is doing. But uh, it turns out that it's a little more complicated and, and somewhat fragmented than that. Uh, they kind of announced like this three-step plan that that's going to, vary based on different portions of their footprint. So uh, so a portion of the footprints, like 15%, they're going to move the network to 1.2 gigahertz and do a high split that'll give them more upstream capacity and, and uh, get them up to like that uh, one gig level uh, for the upstream. And then another half of their footprint, they're going to do 1.2 gigahertz, but also do distributed access and and uh, a virtual uh, CMTS and and uh, get that underway in like early 2024. And then another 35%, uh, the remaining portion of the footprint is going to do kind of a full-blown DOCSIS 4.0 deployment up to 1.8 gigahertz. Um, you know, and I think the obvious question coming out of that was, okay, why they didn't really articulate why they're kind of doing this step function, you know, based on different portions of their footprint. I think the, I asked them about it and they're like, well, we're not really talking about it, but I think the, it makes sense that they're doing it that way based on the level of competition and the state of the uh, condition of the network and in certain segments of their, uh, their, uh, their network uh, seems to make sense. So it's not like a big uniform uh, change that they're, that they're going to approach, but they are going to upgrade pretty much all the network. It's just uh, different, different approaches for certain portions of it. Um, and then the other kind of big thing, I mean, again, they, they covered a lot of ground, but they, they can't talk. Now they're talking up this thing they're going to call the spectrum mobile network. And when you boil it down, it's a combination of the, uh, uh, the MBNO they have with Verizon, uh, their own Wi-Fi network, you know, in-home, out-of-home, and then also what they're going to do with uh, CBRS. And right now they have it deployed um, 
with employees, I think, in a, in one major market. I, they haven't announced if it was like L.A. or something. But uh, I thought the other interesting thing to kind of come out of that, like um, they're going to be very judicious in terms of how they're going to roll out CBRS. Um, they're not going to be going crazy on it. <laughs> they're going to be very uh, judicious about uh, you know where they're going to get the most return on the investment. So uh, that's a little bit different um, attitude, I think, on CBRS than we heard from them in the past. Similar, but you know they're really uh, they're they're definitely doesn't, doesn't sound like they're going to be rolling it out really fast, you know, across all their network. But the idea is to to put that in place so they can offload. Uh, you know, a lot of data and, and save some of the, on the MVNO costs. Um, and then the last thing, um, when, when you kind of put it all together, and they're talking about the CapEx, they're going to they're gonna see a, a higher level of CapEx because of the uh, the HFC deployments, or it's going to be like 100 bucks per household, but they're also doing a lot of network expansion uh, adjacent to the existing uh, networks and, and some of the art off work. And, um, whenever you're raising CapEx, you know, whether it's justified or not, you know, the market is going to have a reaction and they had kind of a negative reaction to that. So, you know, they're, they're kind of feeling, uh, that this week outside of all the, um, the updates on the strategy. So, yeah, as you can tell. Investors want pure profit and and zero expense. That's their yeah. uh, that's their that's what makes them comfortable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, thanks for that update. I, I think in general they're just trying to. I mean, it does help their investor positioning to have a network that um, they don't have to spend a lot on, comparatively speaking, to to raise the floor for where their their least competitive broadband services are. I th- that's yeah. what it seems like they're doing here. Is they're they're raising the minimum on the wireless and the wired side so that they're just not as easy pickings as they could be against T-Mobile and other, you know, companies that maybe they aren't used to competing against and suddenly have uh, taken hold in a lot of their markets. Yeah. I think that that hundred dollar per home pass for the HFC upgrades uh, was on the low end, I think of what, what the expectation was. And, and it's about half of where, Comcast, what Comcast is doing, but you know their approach is a lot different. They're not being as uh, segmented um, as Charter is. So I think that all all kind of factors together. But yeah, they didn't get a lot of love, you know, even for that number. So, well, and they've lost the cash cow of pay TV. You know, it's yeah. like it's not nearly as big a business or as, as big of a, a revenue uh, spinner as it used to right. be. So, um, so now when they make network adjustments and upgrades the costs are sort of seen more directly, whereas before it was almost obscured by all the money coming in from people who were paying 80 bucks a month and didn't know any better. And uh, uh, that'd be me, by the way. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, but now, you know, now people are, uh, are taking that 80 bucks and they're giving it to other companies. I don't think they're necessarily saving any money by cutting the cord, but they are uh, uh, spreading it around differently. So that makes uh, something. Um, anyway, thanks for keeping an eye on that. That's uh, that'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, cause they're a major, major us service provider. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, where they end up in this. Yep. Um, let's see, Kelsey has, uh, left the room, literally this, uh, chat room that we're in here to record the podcast, but also her hotel room as she's scrambling to get to the airport and evade the authorities, uh, who are probably <laughs> looking for her. So, 
uh, and she'll probably hear this later and, and either laugh or send me a nasty note. Um, but uh, let's see. I don't uh, see that second part happening. I'll be honest. Yeah, no, she doesn't yeah. seem she's she's no. not she's not a. Imagine this was the thing that part. set her off to send you like just everything she's ever been mad about. <laughs> that oh, was the last yeah. straw. Oh, that, that was the last straw. <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she's bottling a lot of it up, yeah, and I'm sure it'll, it'll it'll come my way eventually. Tipping point has been reached. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, yeah, all good natured, but I mean, having to work with me daily, I can totally see her just getting to a point where she's just like, I used to be a calm person, and, <laughs> and she loses it, um, as so many have. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, before I go in, before I lie down on the couch and give you more detail. Um, let's, uh, uh, let's wrap this up because we're hitting about the 25 minute mark. Uh, we have a whole bunch of year end content to get to. So the site is going to be a little less active over the next couple of weeks. After you hear this, it won't be completely inactive. Uh, there will be stuff that we're uh, doing on a daily basis that tell you, that gives you uh, nice recaps of things we've covered well during the year and a lot of things we're looking forward to covering and what we think is going to happen in the year ahead. Uh, so I hope you do keep checking out lightreading.com on a daily basis as you already do. Um, anything else, guys, before we uh, sign off? Uh, okay, I'll say one thing. Are you oh, guys... Big deep uh, breath and it made me I, nervous. I have something that I, wa I wanted to share this week. Are you guys paying attention to the chat GPT open AI bot thing? Because it's going to replace uh, you yes. in like three weeks. Actually, it created person, me. I'm, I'm as a family right member. Now, as a, uh, yeah. That. yeah. Explain what it's, that yeah, is. So it's, I'll do the best <laughs> I can. It's basically an AI bot that knows everything. And it, I, I can't get into it. You can ask it to basically do your job for you and it'll do it. Like, and whether you're you, a doctor, a sock analyst, we're basically all in very big trouble here. However, hmm. uh, I did want to say, cause my brother was sending me screenshots of all of the queries it was sending the bot. He was, he, my brother's a, he, uh, not an it, uh, he was sending the bot and, and what the bot was responding. So I asked my brother to ask the bot, what is the relevance of the FCC's broadband map to the bead program? And the bot wrote a whole, I asked it to write an article about it. So he wrote, he, now I'm talking about the bot. It wrote a whole article, <laughs> my gosh, uh, about what I asked, but it did not make the connection that the FCC's broadband map determines each state allocation of funding. So uh -huh. ChatGPT is not coming for me yet. Now, That's this was right. a week ago. It may have already <laughs> learned this part um, and probably figured out exactly when and how I'm going to die. But in the moment, I felt like, okay, I yes, have right. not yet been replaced. You have security. Yeah. The beat. Yeah, yeah, I feel pretty good about myself. Yeah. With, 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 with computers, yeah. 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 In your face, robots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. yeah. yeah. We still that. need Nicole digging through those filings and asking people questions. Although Thank I think you. she would be the first to invest if it actually did read the filings for her and, and summarize in a paragraph for him. I think. Well, see, I don't know. I love those filings so much. Well, yeah. I mean, but your job is, a, I'm trying to preserve your, your income now and then also mm. your future earnings as a SOC analyst. We need to. <laughs> Okay. No, I appreciate it. You need that. to make sure this They're thing only gets so smart, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I mean. It's already replaced your brother. 
which is what yeah. well actually it, it, my brother about. did my brother works in it and it asked it for it was he was having trouble with something and he asked it for the answer he tried the bot's answer and the bot failed and my brother figured out the answer on his own so the ferraro family specifically <laughs> is safe i cannot speak for anybody else <laughs> have you seen your brother because i think it actually replaced him this oh, is a very good. It could, no. could be. I'm it could in a Reddit group right now, and it's telling me that this is possible. So I'm, this is such a good point. Okay, my brother's well, gone. You're right. Oh man, that was tough. It's right. an it now. Yeah, that's right. I was right the first time. Things. That's how you. Yeah. Can my brother's an AI. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> my brother. Yeah, my brother, the AI. That'll be my next one woman show. Oh, my very good. The yeah. Before <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, in 2023, uh, we will let you know how this all turns out. If we all use the chat AI thing, whatever it's called, uh, we'll also, uh, we'll sell tickets to Nicole's upcoming one woman show as soon as uh, they become available. And, uh, anyway, pat yourself on the back. You made it through uh, 2022 and that certainly wasn't easy. And this is your, uh, notebook dump <laughs> for the week ending December 16th, 2022. Uh, We'll see you next year. Bye, everybody. There's no audible bye. You guys are just going to. Oh, oh, sorry. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye. Love you. See you in 2023. <laughs> Peace out. Does not compute. <laughs> <laughs>